tonight on The Goblin's Corner. The latest in our terrain series, we're doing swamps. That's how we roll. 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 Welcome to the Goblin's Corner. My name is Eric. And I'm Matt. And tonight? We're doing swamps, man. Aye. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the swamp. Man, I can't wait. We love the terrain series that we did before. We did deserts. And continuing on that, it's been a few months, yeah. uh, we are going to bring you all of the wonders and horrors of the swamps for whatever campaign you happen to be playing, whether it's D&D, Shadowrun, White Wolf games, like Vampire would be awesome for the swamps. Yeah. Any any of those sorts of things. Get your Macaulay on. You could, yeah. A little, little wear alligator action. A little Call of Cthulhu if you wanted to, down sure. in the swamp. Or maybe just some, you know. Some kind of space. Yeah, man. Uh, man, space game. If only there were a swamp planet in a space movie that anyone knew about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Short little green guy. Yeah. Nobody knows what really he is. And wonderful Jedi Master. Indeed. But before we get to that, we got a question of the week. Of course we do. So, what is the question of the week tonight, Matt? Okay, since we're doing swamps, right? Mm-hmm. Give me an idea or two of a swamp theme class or subclass for any given setting. It doesn't matter. Okay. I've got two. Okay. And this could be for any given setting. doesn't matter. The first thing is, is some kind of monstrous class, like a bog mummy. Yeah. Because, you know, when we're talking about mummies, you got the traditional, you know, wrap the guy up. Sure. Stuff him in a desiccated box. Comes out all crunchy and, you know. You know, hard on the outside, delicious nougat center, and, and but but I feel that like a peat bog would be an awesome way to preserve a corpse and have a really cool undead. Now that's not necessarily a class, but what if you were playing a mummy campaign? Sure. So white wolf mummy. Yeah. But you were stuck in the bog. But instead of being an Egyptian mummy, you were a bog mummy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm with it. So that's the first thing I was thinking of. The second thing is is I want an alligator wrestler. Okay. Now that could be D and D. That would be hilarious to be, you know, some kind of fighter with the grappling feet. Sure. But he basically is an alligator wrestler. Right. It's a kind of, it's kind of very much like crocodile hunter. Okay. Or uh, maybe even Mick Dundee. Yeah. But it would also be hilarious to have that in a sci-fi campaign as well. Maybe the, it's an, literally an alligator that's a wrestler. Could be. A killer croc? Yeah. Yeah, see? I've got them all, man. So what about you? What, do you, what have you figured out for, uh, for this? Well, part of it, we definitely, we definitely tapped into the same flavor. The alligator aspect? Yes. Yeah, of course. I want a Path of the Beast Barbarian hmm. for alligators. Okay. You know, you, you get, I'm assuming, a bite attack. Um. Maybe some stealth and some speed. Oh, certainly, yeah. Yeah, just, you know, throw some good flavor in there. Maybe a little I.E. wear your alligator hat. Okay. Um, Let's go a different bend here. So we've gotten the, the wrestling. Sure, sure. By the way, guys, our Cajun accents suck. We know this, but yes. it doesn't matter. I've got family with proper Cajun accents, and I still can't do it. And I don't, so... <laughs> <laughs> so what's your other one? I want a swamp, a proper 
deep, dank, swamp-flavored warlock. So maybe the patron might be some kind of malevolent bog entity. Yeah. Or an archfey hags, perhaps? You could definitely do a hag. A black dragon? Yes. That'd be pretty awesome. Yep. Or... um. What was it in the Forgotten Realms, that dead god of rot? Moander. Uh, Moander? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Like a, They don't have vestiges anymore in fifth, but but that would be kind of cool to have like a vestige as a patron. Yeah. Maybe they do have them. They might have the vestiges as patrons now, but not actual like vestiges you can embody. They, they kind of mention it-ish, but the fact that they've never actually put out a proper dead or forgotten god as a patron mm-hmm. irritates me. Yeah. One of these days I will write it up. Are you a bog-like creature or are you perhaps a bog-like patron? Or perhaps you have a bog-like class or monster that you'd like to share with us. Write to us, info at goblinscorner.com or you can reach me, eric at goblinscorner.com or me, matt at goblinscorner.com. And of course, we're on all the things. So many things. Particularly Twitter. Mostly so if you really want to get in touch with us, Twitter's the way to do it. Yeah. So, all right. So, we're talking about bogs, or more specifically, we're talking about swamps. Swamp. Yeah. And you hear the yeah, swamp. swamp. You got to say swamp when you say that. So, why are we talking about swamps? Well, swamps are cool. Swamps are cool. They're a unique terrain. Mm-hmm. They've got unique monsters. Oh, yeah. Totally different monsters than your, your average deciduous forest or desert. They're a transition terrain. Yes, so land and water. And there's a lot of a lot of options for flavor. Like a good set of gumbo, man. There's some flavor. So much flavor. So what exactly is a swamp? Very simply, uh, we went to Wikipedia and we dug that up right. very easily. A swamp is a forested wetland. That's the easiest definition. Now, it's, as you mentioned, a transition zone. So... Land and water play a huge role in the environment, and it can be either brackish water, fresh water, seawater, water, but it's basically some type of water. And some type of land. And some type of land. And they can vary in size, and they're all over the place. You get- All over the world. Swamps in Africa, are, swamps yeah. in North America, swamps in Siberia. There's swamps everywhere. I mean, wherever water meets land, there's going to be a little bit of a bog. Shocking. I know, right? They're also called marshes, peats, fins, and so forth. And that depends- Bogs. Yeah, been real and, fun and, and in fact, bogs. But that depends on the vegetation and the mineral content in the water or on the soil. So certain types of minerals make a thin versus a peat. And I don't know what that is because I didn't bother to look it up. But I find that very fascinating. I was unaware that that was the differentiation also. Now, I know what makes a peat bog. Peat? Peat, in yes. fact. That's true. It's also what makes a good scotch. Peat. Peat. A little bit of peat. I agree with that as well. Maybe even a lot of peat. Now, now that you know what a swamp is, why are we doing an entire episode on swamps? Well, it's very simple. Because we're doing a terrain series. Yeah. Well, aside from that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's start off with the unique challenges, right? Okay. So there's a lot of different things that swamps do in a game. And again, we might flavor this on a, on a little bit of a mythical side, but if you're playing something sci-fi, if you're playing something, oh, I don't know, Shadowrun, then 
there might be options for you as well on this. But first off, travel is the big thing. So there's this whole theme of travel. There's the challenge of getting through a bog. Because if anybody's actually been out after it's rained, your feet get stuck in the mud and stuff like that. I mean, this is a this is an entire terrain that's like that. The mile after mile after mile of stomp slurp. Just, just stomp, the hapless slurp. hero yep. and his and his bride that thought he was dead walking through the fire swamp at being the, attacked by RUSs, you know, it's yeah. it happens. It does. All the time. Occasionally you you lose your beloved horse. <laughs> It's true. I switched movies. Yeah, I, I I got you on that one. So, uh, and speaking of horses, being on foot, being mounted on a horse or whatever, yeah, that's dangerous at best, right? So it could be impossible at the worst. Sure, uh, you just can't get through that shit. You're going to reach waterways, and depending on the waterways, being mounted just is not feasible. Well, not on a horse. Yeah. I mean, so, so it sucks to walk. Right. Now, let's look at it a different direction. What about taking a boat? Well, as long as you've got open waterways, you're set. Unfortunately. If you don't, you're going to have to portage the boat again across every single piece of land that gets in your way. And the unique part about a swamp or any other type of marshland is most of the water is shallow. Yes. So unless you got like a flat bottom boat, or one of those big skiffs with the fans on them. I don't know what the name of that is. It's a, They're it's, aptly named fan boats. Oh. I've learned something new today. <laughs> so unless you have a fan boat, then water travel is going to suck as well. Yeah. You just have to, a flat bottom, a raft. Rafts are actually really inconvenient almost everywhere except a swamp. Yeah, but you get one alligator bite on a raft. Realistically, you're still probably only going to lose one log at a time. Fair enough. I was thinking the inflatable rafts, not oh 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 no no think- no. I was thinking the old school log raft. I thought you're gonna like blow up some kind of like inflatable raft and just kind of take- swamp. Absolutely not. Hell no, man. <laughs> no, Gator, no, no, no. Take you down. Drag you around till you stop kicking. Roll you around and around. Yeah. Going back to the crocodile Dundee reference. Okay, so all right. Let's so let's consider the alternative route: air travel through a swamp or it, above. Yeah. That, that is the optimal way to deal with a swamp. As long as there's nothing aggressive in the swamp. Mm-hmm. So like a black dragon flying through the air or. Right. But giant frogs leaping out of the water as you float. Anybody with bows and arrows. Oh, that you could also have that too. Or guns, guns. rocket launchers. Ah, yeah. Because you become extremely visible and they are extremely non-visible. Yeah, there's a big-ass boat with uh, Tomax and Zamont and Zartan just flying through, and they're shooting lasers, and for some reason they're not hitting you, but it's spooky but regardless. It's still, but it's going to blow up your helicopter or plane. You'll go every down, time. Yeah. yeah, and then they'll capture you, and you're going into the Terradrome, and, and you're fucked then, buddy. So, yeah, so air travel's not great either, particularly because it's marsh-like but there's a lot of trees so you can't see the ground below either if you're above the trees right and depending on why it is you're traveling the swamp you're not going to see what you're looking for so what we're saying is brachiate yes that's what we say that's that's the safest form yep but not many people can unless you're a chimp it's true so in game terms 
what does this mean? Well, first off, the travel can be the center of the story. And so it's at the, at the storyteller or the DM's pace. Now, this is great because you can make it as slow as you want or as fast as you want. And you can do this with other terrains as well, but it's really justified in a swamp-type setting. So if you're playing a horror game, you're creeping along, you're having to get through every, you know, slog through every single piece of quicksand or bog. And, and you're going to lose people along the way. There's going to be some kind of horrible tentacle that pops up out of the last water hole and drags somebody under. There goes another person. Preferably a tentacle which has a claw and eyes on it. Of course it does. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's some, you know, some dude with a meat cleaver and a hockey mask who just rose out of the lake. He's going to get you. Of course he is. Why does he keep teleporting everywhere? Anyhow, so swamps give great control over that, over how players can succeed. You can throw a lot of really fun obstacles or, as we love, traps. Yes. And then, of course, the thematics of that travel as well. Yep. Let's talk a little bit about terrain now, since we've been talking about the terrain anyway. Sure. Well, it's... Mostly limited to water, land, and the combination of water and land, which is, I mean, realistically true of all terrain. But this is specifically the combination of those. Bogs, mud holes, estuaries, quicksand, silt, sinkholes. Oh, yeah, sinkholes. Got to watch those. That's a great trap, by the way. It is. Just bobbing along, and the next thing you know... would tar pits be considered part of a, a marsh? No. Interesting. Because they'd be part of sand pits. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We missed that in Desert Series. And you didn't say anything, You're guys. Correct. Ah, well. It's fine. It's totally fine. All right. Let's talk about, in addition to what's going on, there are natural dangers as well. Being in a swamp. Yeah. If you are a child of the age group that we are in or near, quicksand is clearly the favorite danger of any swamp or near swamp-like experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you play Pitfall, that's how it gets you. It's true. But also, it was in the Batman series. Every it 80s, every 80s MacGyver, yeah, I mean. Oh, MacGyver, yeah. He had to string a bunch of paper clips to make a rope. There was always some show that was teaching you the proper way to deal with quicksand. Don't thrash about. Exactly. Like it was going to be a problem you ran into on a daily basis. It's true. It's like you're just going to go walking in the woods and just run into some quicksand. And then what are you going to do? Well, you should have learned from 80s TV and 90s TV. Yeah, if you'd have watched the A-Team, you'd have known better. A-Team knew everything. That's why. But in addition to quicksand, what else we got? We got predators. Sure. We got disease yep you got poisonous and venomous plants and critters oh yeah absolutely and yes you can have venomous plants it's true and in some places even the air is dangerous yeah so i mean everything is toxic and out to kill you which is nasty there's also poison ivy there there is and poison oak and poison sumac which we should throw into a game sometime i haven't seen a game ever I've never seen that either. Hmm. Crafty DMs, get with that. There's the will of the wisp or the ball gas. Mm-hmm. That's hydrogen sulfide. Yep. Which is corrosive. 
It is. It's it, also toxic. It, it is also toxic. And most importantly, it's flammable. flammable. Our, <laughs> our, fa- our second favorite element. So think about that. Now, talking about diseases, you're going to get some swamp foot. Anybody that's been in the military understands you got to take care of your feet when you're marching. Yes. And if you're marching through a bog. For any length of time. Then you're going to get some swamp foot. Yep. And you need to figure out a way to deal with that. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you want to throw that into your game. But if you're playing something gritty, yeah, you should. Yeah, if you're in a grim, dark world, oh, gangrene, absolutely. And you know, if you're playing uh, Shadow of the Demon Lord, then it should turn into some kind of demonic horror fungus. Yes, it should grow like an extra it is, head. It is on gangrene your foot. that is actively eating you. Yes, not chewing, passively eating. Just chewing on just your, <laughs> chewing on your soul and your soul. Yes, think about that. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, yes, I did that. So, but in addition to that, you know, and there's just straight up other funguses that could like black mold, stuff like that, or stuff that eat your gear. Yeah. You could have, and not even the monster stuff, just the natural types of things. And then a greater chance of infection or disease if you get injured. So if you get a cut, it might fester. Sure. I mean, this water is not what you would call clean. No. And finding clean drinking water is something we'll get to as well. Sure. What else we got? Well. You know what a swamp is? Depending on the swamp. Generally hot. It's miserable hot. Unless and, you, unless it's like a cold swamp. Right. But they're all humid. humid. Yes. It's either hot and humid, cold and humid, raining and still humid somehow. It's just humidity everywhere. If it's not the heat, it's definitely the humidity. It's always the humidity. Right. And humid cold is also... Just as bad. Super miserable. So you either have heat exhaustion or hypothermia. Yes. I mean, those are your two options to deal with the heat and the humidity. And so finding a place that's dry or getting your characters dry can be worked into a game. So you can work into exhaustion rules. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, stomp, slurp, stomp, slurp. That is so much exercise. That is so much work. So you're moving at half speed or quarter speed, slogging through the swamp. It's 90 degrees in the shade. And you guys said rangers were useless. Yeah, the ranger's fine. The druid's fine. The whole party is fine if they brought the ranger. That's a good point. Yeah. But that's only if you're playing D&D. It sucks for everybody on a ranger, basically. If you're playing Shadowrun, you're druid. screwed. Your chrome's just getting rusted. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> Think about that. Oh. Street Sam's miserable. Except you got that one Street Sam that... That did all cyberware for water adventures. Yeah. Or the guy that's using... Uh, he's, he's like, who's laughing now? He pops up for air. <laughs> Bioware. And one of the guys got gills. He's like a literal frogman. Sure. Like, Absolutely. That'd be great. What's up, suckers? <laughs> so, so, yeah, the heat and humidity suck. Food. Let's talk about food and water. First off, water, as you mentioned, is not clean, so you have to have... You have to find some filtered water. Sure. In some games, it's a non-issue, right? Like you could literally use a life straw. Mm-hmm. But in some games, unless you can summon water. Or, or purify food and drink. Or purify food and drink. Then you got to, basically what you need to do is you should already know how to make a pot still. And then this is a non-issue. Plus you can make booze in your spare time. That's a good point. And that's always useful as well. Additionally, you could have caught something, 
say, fish or frog or alligator. Yeah. And while it might be delicious, it might be toxic to you. Some of the plants that you eat, oh, these berries look fresh. They just killed you. Yep. You can also, though, eat fish eyes, and it will provide you with fresh water. That's something else I did not know about. I'm here to help. I'm That's a helper. Good. That's good. I like that. Okay, so so eat so guys eat fish eyes if you're playing some kind of game in the swamp. There you go. Uh, surviving overall is just going to be difficult. In addition to the food, so we mentioned staying dry is going to be important for your characters to avoid exhaustion rules or hypothermia rules or whatever. Right. Just reality rules. Yeah. Where Where are you going to sleep? Well, if you got a boat, you'd have to sleep in the boat. Sure. Then you got to worry about the crocs knocking the boat over, or lizard men, or bullywugs, or frogamus eating it, or black dragons. I could go on. Really. I, I, yeah. I mean, it's just a list in my Dinos, head. man. Every single time. Right, so where are you going to sleep? Find some dry land or something? Maybe. Maybe. But what if the tide comes in? Because you're, it's a marsh that happens to be next to an ocean. Hammocks. That's a good point. Yeah. Good, good, good job with that. I think, I think that's. Don't give them all the answers, Matt. Oh no, you know what hammocks also make you. Uh, they make you easy sitting for food mos- in a bag. Yeah, well, yeah. I was thinking easy sitting for mosquitoes, but but you food to bag for the for the dragon. Fair enough. Okay, so it's like a little snack pack, and it. Yeah. So we think about shelter. Think about food and water. All of these things are important because you're sitting in this inhospitable environment. The weather's nasty. Everything's out to kill you or eat you or both, preferably both. Yeah. Speaking of the weather. Let's talk about the weather. You get all, or you have the potential to get all of the worst weather. <laughs> What's the weather out there? In a swamp. Well, let's talk. You could have hurricanes. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we know those that are, one. Those are great. Yeah. Floods. Oh, even better. So, so you get rained on or you get flooded. Okay. You got. I mean, just storms in general. So you get rained on or you get flooded. Right. Tsunamis. Uh-huh. So you get rained on or you get flooded. A tsunami is probably When it hits you, it's going to hit you from above. So you get rained on and you get flooded. <laughs> I'm sticking with that answer. Okay. It's also really flat, which is an invitation for tornadoes mm. and or water spouts. That's a good point. And depending on where in the swamp you are, sharknadoes. I approve. And speaking of bog gas and weather, what about lightning strikes? They happen. In a hot, humid environment, there's going to be a lot of rainfall. There's probably going to be a lot of storms. There's this asshole sorcerer that happens to be half storm lord or something. He's just calling down lightning bolts left and right. Yeah, this is great. Look at all this shit. Meanwhile, you're like, oh, great. And then fireball. Why? Because... Lightning bolts in a place where bog <laughs> gas gathers causes severe problems. Yeah. So now half of the swamp is on fire. So you're drowning and getting roasted. The good news is it doesn't stay on fire very long because it's a swamp. And speaking of the water, you can die of exposure from being too hydrated. Yes. Easily. And if you're, if you're completely wet all the time, you can die just as badly as, I would say, almost worse than dying of dehydration. I don't know. Pick your poison on that one. Which would be worse? I'm good. I'm good either way. Yeah, Yeah. I'm good either way. I've got a roof. (laughs) Sounds what it's for. Sounds nasty overall. Now, 
We've talked a little bit about the natural hazards, but now we come to the unique creatures of the swamp. Critters. Yeah, let's talk about some critters here. Well, you have to, it's a swamp. You have to start with vermin. Okay, so what do we got? Scorpions, leeches, earwigs, worms, spiders, freaking uh, swarms of blood-drinking insects. Sharknadoes. Sharknadoes. On, on a, I mean, I guess that's kind of a swarm. I mean, it happens. Literally nearly every type of bug. And this is either the regular, what you would normally expect in the real world type stuff, or the monstrous variety you would expect in a fantasy or sci-fi campaign. Sure. Just giant dragonflies swinging by to bite your head off. Yeah, you might be in the um, Permian. And there's just a giant dragonfly with a two-foot wingspan and a head about the size of yours, and he bites off your neck. Yep. Just- your head just kind of rolls into the swamp where it's eaten by an alligator where he... Drags you down and rolls around. Oh, see, I was actually thinking like it just flies by and takes your head with it. Oh, it just takes it with you? Screaming the whole time? That no, would no, be no. awesome. Just the head. I could see it's that. sitting there eating it like a like a freaking like a melon. coconut or a melon. Yep, just... That's awesome. <laughs> uh, there's birds of the bayou, of course. And this could be herons and you know other water-type yeah. creatures. Or it could be the monstrous types. Yes. Undead vultures. You got color. You got variety. You anything? Pick a description. You could go jungle, subtropical, tropical, even deciduous. I mean, birds of all types live in the yeah. marshlands. And uh, if you asked a biologist, they would probably be able to tell you a lot more than what we're telling you right now. Neither of us are ornithologists. That's true. It so is. go look some stuff up. Add that flavor to your campaign for the swamp. Really good descriptions and potential assailants. Yes. Because if you get your ass beat by a flock of birds, that's going to suck for your characters. <laughs> the Alfred Hitchcock reference, notwithstanding. Oh, see, I had a flock of seagulls reference. Oh, I, I that's had a even, totally oh, different God, joke that's going. Even better. Yeah. I'm totally going to kill our party at some point with a flock of seagulls. And have it playing in the background and I not even. So far, yeah, they ran so far away. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, only three words. We're still good. Oh okay. God! All right, so obvi- we're gonna let's let's talk about the elephant in the room or the elephant-sized frog in the room, amphibians and reptiles. Sure, galore. All of them. All of them. Yeah, so giant we- frogs, toads, salamanders. You know how frog-y. I feel. You know how I feel about Mister Toad. Uh, absolutely. Me and Mister Toad are boys, man. Giant toads, ice toads, fire toads, acidic slime toads. Toads are happening. I I want a giant axolotl. I'd be down with that too. Because that would just, if you describe it to players and don't say it's an axolotl, mm-hmm. just give the description, but increase the size. Your players are going to freak out. Oh yeah, they're huge. Uh, frog emoth. Yeah, I mean. Obviously. Sure. Uh, snakes of all stripes. Literally and figuratively. Yes. I see what you did there. Gators. Yeah, or giant lizards or lizards sure. in general. We've got the animals of the bog or the marsh, uh, wetlands. So uh, I was thinking hippos would be a good one. Manatees, whether yeah. they're regular or flaming. Sure. They're going to have flaming manatees in my campaign at some point. All right. I look forward to this. They they swim in, they swim in the marsh gas. <laughs> and they just catch on fire and occasionally leap out majestically like only a manatee can with his whiskers out like this. The Wilford Brimley look. 
It'd be delightful. <laughs> Nobody knows who that guy is anymore. <laughs> Diabetes. Uh, yeah, no. I'm... I know. I, I'm telling you, that's that's not only a good monster, it's also a great band name. Okay, now, I can I can see the, the flaming manatees. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. Flaming manatees are going to be, what's happening, man? What else we got? Look, we all know that if you're going to put them in your campaign anywhere, mm-hmm. then they at least should be in a swamp. Dinosaurs, man. Oh, yeah. Dinosaurs of all all the dinosaurs. All the dinosaurs. And it doesn't matter which, I don't care what dinosaur it is. You can stick it in the swamp. You can stick it in a jungle. Yes. And let's let's be fair. You don't have to just go dinosaur. Go dig up a a bio book, dig up a paleo book, and look at the the reptile-like mammals or some of the giant amphibians of previous eons. Go look, I mean, hell, get into some giant fish. Yeah. You can also, you know, get in with the, the early birds, right? Your Archaeopteryx and... Oh, sure. Get real weird with it, because I don't know if you've ever seen the depictions of those, but those are some strange-looking beasts. You remember, what is it, the terror bird? Yes. Now, they were on the planes, but you know what? I'd give it sure. I'd give it a pass. Yeah. Let, it, let them stalk around the swamp. Maybe some kind of monstrous version of that that's like a giant herring. Yeah. And it just kind of stalks you literally be awesome and of course monsters just uh, straight up monsters and we got all kinds of monsters i'm this is just this isn't even an exhaustive list this doesn't even it's a swamp it's a swamp you can't even make an exhaustive list so because the swamps are busy making new monsters yeah so what do we got we got bullywogs and lizardmen which happens to be our next episode guys (gasps) foreshadowing dun 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 oozes slimes and jellies yeah all sorts of amorphous creatures squidgy stuff yeah black dragons Mm -hmm. uh the the i don't have how do you pronounce this one how do you pronounce i don't know if there's a proper pronunciation catobopus that's how i'm going to say it okay (laughs) someone's going to correct us it's fine yeah uh, no please please correct us i can never i can remember how to pronounce that basilisks yeah otiugs yeah yeah absolutely those would be great in the swamp they belong there and will-o'-the-wisps yeah also swamps are a great place for plant critters shambling mounds are right at home some kind of uh what are they um what are the trees the the yellow zombie trees those ones are the well i was thinking i was thinking treants but uh more specifically you could have the version that are i can't remember the trees that um that are in the marshlands, the uh, with big roots. Mm-hmm. Yep. You don't nope. remember either. Yep. Do you? I, I don't. I I can see the tree that you're discussing. I I, I have head, a picture of it. His head is smoking, guys. It is. It's that's gonna irritate every part of me. Let's get oh back. Let's God. let's yeah. let's circle back. Reel it let's in. circle back. We're reel it in. We'll talk about it later. Uh. So yeah, all sorts of plant creatures. You got your your uh, hangman vines. Hmm. You got. All sort. I just, I love throwing Gigant- gigantic carnivorous plants like Little Shop of Horrors. Sure. Audrey Seymour. Yeah. Elementals. This is a great place to throw different types of elementals. So not just, you know, water elementals or air elementals or whatever. How about an ooze elemental? Yeah. Break out some of those pear elemental plants. Absolutely. Or. A negative elemental, if you're talking, if you're doing like some kind of corruption or something like that, would be yeah. a great place where things break down and decay. 
there's there's actually there's a specific name for the and it's not going to come to me either because my brain just refuses to work tonight but there's a specific name for elementals that are tainted by negative energy necromentals no i that is one it's not the one i'm thinking of it's okay we'll add yeah. it later it's fine we're forgetting everything we, tonight. Yeah, we won't add it later, but it's fine we're not going to add later <laughs> fay of the swamp good and bad yeah i mean we already mentioned hags mm-hmm. but any swamp what are some other fay that might be good like sylphs silk dryads, dryads. absolutely yeah just giant Swamp trees with a cute little girl hanging out the side. How you doing? Aye. <laughs> All right. I'm down with that. We you, need some swamp dryads. That'd be swamp great. Swamp dryads would be great. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, you want tea? Uh, sure. Because Serpent Kingdoms yeah. exists and they should be put into more games, I think. Undead. Oh, yeah. We talked about the bog mummies. What other undead do we have? Well, you've got. Rot zombies, anything skeletal. Mm-hmm. Mm, you could do vampires, vampiric mists, ghosts. Uh, man, just so many options. Uh, the drown. Oh, the drowned are great. Yeah, I haven't seen those since third edition. Are uh, they in fourth and fifth? Uh, I mean, they could be. They could be. You should put them in your game. Yeah, go look up some previous editions. That man. At one point, D&D was all just undead. Libris Mortis, for example. Yeah, they, they had literal books. Literal for, books for just for undead, undead. Is, which is great. And, of course, other games you can throw all of this stuff into as well. Hell, I could see a, a horror-based like White Wolf campaign where you play Hunter. You know, Hunter the Vigil. Yeah. And you're just trudging through the swamp and there's just shit coming at you. I would love that. That thing would be awesome. Oh, yeah. It's almost like a uh, first-person shooter in role-playing form at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. It'd be like Resident Evil. Yeah, very much so. All right. So we've got a little bit more on the creatures and a lot more on stuff that you can do in the swamp for your game, but we'll be right back. Right after these messages. If there are any topics you would like us to cover, goods or services you would like us to review, or if you would like to sponsor an episode, we would love for you to contact us at info at goblinscorner.com. And we're back. Welcome back. All right, so we're talking about the swamp and all of the dangers that lurk within, and we were talking a little bit about monsters of the swamp. And so I think this is a good start to kind of consider about what it, how to make your own monster or how to create more interesting monsters for the swamp. You can go with the standard stuff, but... Sure. I, I agree. I think that swamps are one of the great places to homebrew some stuff. Throw, just get weird. Yeah, just random, all kinds of just nasty... If I were a mad scientist and I were trying to hide from society, or if I were a mad mage, and I was trying to hide from society, or if I was a engineer and I was trying to hide from society, I'm, I'm fo- be, follow me here. I'm going to be making some aberrations, some kind of un- some unfinished horrors. The swamp is where I'm going to do that work. Sure. Because people don't go there. Because yeah. it's dangerous, and because getting around in it is a pain in the butt. Yeah. 
So that's that's where you do those things. Okay, so let's consider that. Let's also consider the theme. So what kind of creature are we creating? Are sure. We're we just creating some kind of combat horror. Are we creating an ambush predator? Are we creating... A pack creature. Pack creatures would be great, especially if they're more mobile in the swamp than your player characters. Yeah. Add a little bit of horror to that. Is it a living creature? Like, are you magically creating a living creature or, you know, breeding it, whatever? Or is it swamp thing or is it a plant creature of some sort? Sure. Is it's, it a spirit? Yeah. What if it's necromantic? What if it's robotic? Ooh. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, What if it's a combination of all three? How has it evolved to fill this niche if it has evolved or if it hasn't been created? Yeah. If you're the DM creating a creature that exists in a swamp, then it should fill some kind of space. So newts, like an intelligent newt species, for example. Sure. How did it, what, what is it in competition with? How does it survive? Where does it get its food? How does it kill the players? Those sorts of things. Sure. What does it eat? What does what it drink? What does it hunt? Does it hunt? Does it need to hunt? Right. Is it hunted? If it's a plant creature, then it it hangs out and photosynthesizes. Maybe so. Be fun too. Unless it's, once again, a predatory plant. What's the relationship with other creatures of the swamp? Like you said, is it hunted? Are they friendly or allied? Yeah. Is it navigator or guide through the swamp is it a raider and we can talk a little bit about the cultures and stuff like that in a second but it's important to know that or is it just a random monster is it unaligned and it just you know yeah. either eats stuff or acts like an animal is it territorial or aggressive or what have you mm -hmm. and finally the most important question what's it taste like yeah you got to know these things because you might kill and eat it right or people are yeah, people are going to ask. Player characters are going to ask. They do, at least in our campaigns. Especially if it is even vaguely animalian, they're going to want to know. Animalian? Is that your word sure. for today? I, I'll, I'm down with that. Animalesque? I like that one as well. We'll take both of those. Sure. <laughs> All right. So let's consider, we've talked about the dangers of the swamp. We've talked about the creatures of the swamp. Let's talk a little bit about the cultures of the swamp. Yeah, man. There's all sorts of things that you could have going on. As we've already kind of, you know, hinted at, you got swamp people, bog yeah. dwellers, mm -hmm. just those cultures. So either native cultures or people who have lived there for a while and enough to be native. Yeah. People who know the swamp back and forth. Great role-playing opportunity because those are the locals. Yes. And they can warn you about stuff or not warn you about stuff. Or drag they can you off send into you the, to your doom. Drag you off into the, into the quicksand. Yeah. Uh, nomadic traders. So this I thought was a really cool idea where they're plying the waterways. Yeah. Just from one end to the other. And all of the little... So swamps are very, and, and the edges of swamps are very fertile. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have farming communities on the outskirts of these swamps where there's more land than swamp. Right. Somebody's got to service those people. You've got fishermen yeah. who are in the water fishing in the actual swamps or the, the water parts. In between that, people's, like I said, you got to eat. Yeah. Can't eat fish all day. 
got to have you know a couple of vegetables in your diet as well. So people transferring different types of cargo or maybe some merchants, smugglers even. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. People dealing in exotic flowers or spices that grow in the swamps. Mm-hmm. Just hunter-gatherer societies. Like people who just are wandering through the swamp, grabbing the things that they need when they need it. Tribes of lizardmen. Bullywugs. And, and also, and just even other people. And yeah. Just regular people. Any, any type of people. Straight up, yeah, whatever you happen to be playing with. Uh, marsh dwellers and species. So we talked a little bit about this with the monsters, but you can. this is a good opportunity to throw in unique species that you may have created or even just stuff. It's like a sci-fi world is perfect for stuff like this. So any type of reptiloids or amphibious type creatures, fish people. Bird talk, people. Bird people. Talk D and D, some Aarakocras. Yeah. Throw those guys in. Nice society. They're living in the trees right next to the gripply which are living in the bogs right next to the what are the what are the deck apes called hadaji hadazi hadazi yeah so you've got you've got the whole community oh, yeah, the, the hadazi would be make great swamp dwellers yeah so you've got the tree you've got mid-level trees top tree tops and the swamp themselves there you go yeah that's a whole ecosystem guys of and all of those creatures are intelligent and all of them have societies how would they interact if they did you could even drop in some Kirkba. You, in fact, could. You can always drop those guys in. They can go they go anywhere. They go anywhere, yeah. yeah. Kirkba are cool. Uh, one thing that I think of when I think of like the swamp and cultures is raiders, thieves, outcasts, brigands, people that are trying to get away, and, either, and not just for nefarious purposes, but maybe trying to escape society or s- escape some kind of harsh condition. Yeah. It, it doesn't... Just because somebody's an outcast or somebody's attempting to actively be not part of civilized society, we're going to put quotations around that, civilized sure, society. Sure, sure. Doesn't mean that they're necessarily a bad person. It could be that the society they're leaving is a garbage society and they want to not be a part of it anymore. Go to the pristine wilderness of the swamp and learn the ways of poison. Got to be swamp wise. Yeah. A little Okie Finoki Joe action. Sure. So the swamp's a great place to hide out if you don't want to be found because, as, as we mentioned before, it's hard to get in and out of it. Yep. Like I said, it, there's a lot of options for an outcast style society. What are they hiding from, for one? Sure. Because that's going to determine what type of city it is. Because if they're a bunch of outsiders and you are. If they're people who are fleeing society, mm-hmm. not because they're being chased out, but because they don't want to be a part of it, they may very well have a very open and welcoming style society in their group. Whereas if it's a criminal, like Moss Isley type situation deep in the swamp, they're probably not going to welcome strangers a great deal. Yeah, you're going to roll up in your boat and they'll be like, oh, cool. I got Thanks a new- for the boat. Thanks for the boat and the boots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some other types of cultures you might encounter in a swamp style game. I like this trailblazers. Absolutely. So, what do we got in terms of trailblazers? Well, you got explorers, right? And explorer societies. You got cartographers. You could, and that could be either map maker, cartographers. I'm exploring, you know into the deep wilderness or 
maybe going, and we didn't mention this, but like archaeologists. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, there's going to be an Indiana Jones game. And if there's an Indiana Jones game, you're going to be in the swamp at some point digging through some ruins. And if you're not, they've made the game wrong. That's right. Uh, Hunters and poachers. Now, those are two sides of the same coin. It's true. But you could also do film crews. Yeah. Which sounds weird, but if you think about it, in any game other than a uh, D&D style game, mm-hmm. right? A, a high fantasy or even low fantasy game. In a modern game, those people are going to exist. And yeah. you could easily be one of them. You could play David Attenborough, and why wouldn't you? Right. Uh, we talked about this a little bit biomedical research so maybe have like a corporate team that's trudging through the swamp to find a particular plant to get a cure or poison or whatever yeah or just cataloging Mm -hmm. all of the plants and what they're for taking dna samples and and splicing them to unwitting suspects (laughs) sure (laughs) and that does that they call they call them volunteers uh, although I think I, I kind of moved us down to our next category, which was research groups. Ah, uh, yes. Academic yeah. research groups or, or corporate. corporate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then is there something to be found in the swamp that makes the dangerous trek worth it? Yeah. There's a reason they're coming to the swamp. And as a storyteller, you need to know, at least at a bare minimum, what is it? Sure. Now, we- your characters may never need to know this. And, and we've said this many times on many episodes, have enough, have the bullet point list in your head. If they start digging into this and this becomes a story arc, start fleshing this out at that point. Don't write War and Peace. It's not going to be good for Ever. you. Yeah. Just don't. don't. Well, don't write that book either, but it's already been written. But also it's don't. Plagiarism. Yeah, it's plagiarism. It's terribly illegal. Plagiarize, guys. It's terrible. But also don't write an entire novel trying to get what could be five minutes worth of information. Yeah, absolutely. If your players don't follow the threads, stop weaving those threads. Mm-hmm. If they're just like, man, I'm loving this swamp because it's filled with weird shit and we're killing stuff. Okay, cool. Let them do that. That's what they're enjoying about it. Yep. Now we come to, at this point, the other side of the coin. So we had research. Now we're talking about like a, like a more of nature oriented. So like maybe like a magic or nature cult. Yeah. Or, you know, what about a circle of swamp druids? Swamp druids would be awesome. Just walking around with moss all over their robes. Turning into alligators and just messing people up because they're circles of the moon. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to be an alligator, man. What's up? So, yeah, druids are cool. Lycanthropes we mentioned. And if you have dinosaurs in your swamp. Oh, I'm totally going to be a dinosaur druid. druid. Dinosaur druid, man. Turning into a raptor, just tearing people up. I'm Team Ankylosaur, but I'm I like I, I like I like well. Team Ankylosaur. That's good. That's good. What was the duck billed dinosaur? That'd be kind of cool too. I can't remember the the scientific name of that. I know which one you're talking yeah. about, but anyhow, mm-hmm. it, it it's it all works out in the end. Lycanthropes we mentioned, and not just of course alligator lycanthropes, but also you know what? You don't hear a lot of of lycanthropes that turn into a frog. That's true. Hmm. Think about that, We're guys. A frog. Were frog. There's a lot of Disney stories about that, but but we're talking about like creepy were frog. Yeah, we're not. We're talking about like not that. like adorable. Oh, little look, bit the princess frog. kissed yeah. the guy and he turned back into a prince. No, yeah, we're not talking about Michigan J Frog here. We're talking about 
There's <laughs> some WB action going on. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Yeah. Uh, dead gods. Yeah. Because that's where they go to die. You know, just leave them in the swamp, man. Everything goes to die there. Exactly. If if they're not in the astral sea, they're in the nearest swamp. Sure. Or the furthest swamp. Now, I like this as well. We've been going on the creepy side a bit, but let's talk about maybe like wise healers or protectors of nature magic. Yeah. I mean- Bio, swamps are filled with biodiversity. Yeah. And biodiversity is filled with all sorts of different types of cures and poisons. Sometimes those are the same thing, just depending on the dosage. Yeah, you don't have to just have a hag's hut out in the middle of the swamp. You can have a circle of, as you mentioned, a circle of druids that are healing. I think it'd be cool, like an orc guardian. Yeah. Maybe guarding some kind of portal or something. You could literally have a team of alchemists. That would be cool. Alchemists. Yeah. Like, actually go the science route, even in a fantasy world. Or Shadowrunners. Sure. Every time. Look, if I was a Shadowrunner, and I went to what now equates to an awakened swamp, I'm going to find the most dangerous things I can get my hands on. I would sink, and I wouldn't even be in quicksand because of all the bullets my character would have to hold. I'm just saying, my new weapon by the time we came out of the swamp would just be a Trank gun filled with absolute <laughs> terror. Trank gun and an awakened dinosaur. That's right. Just riding my Ankylosaurus tank my, through town. You, just, you, you roll up to the sprawl with an Ankylosaurus that happens to be casting Powerball as well. I'm just saying. I don't need Urban Renewal on my Ankylosaurus because he is Urban Renewal. <laughs> that's right. That, He's his own wrecking ball. That, that's absolutely true. Let's also talk about Lost Kingdoms, because that's definitely one of those cultural things yeah. you can throw into your story. Uh, what do we know about them? Are they only spoken of in stories, or are the culture still around? Maybe it was like has fallen from greatness or something. So I'm thinking like you know the U the Yuan-T, the Serpent Kingdoms type style where they once did they rebel against the Saruk? I can't remember if they did or not. I no, know they the still Saruk, exist. They, yeah, they still exist, but the Saruk were their progenitors, right? And then they've fallen into disrepair and then they come back. So the society's still around, but it's a lost kingdom. The thing, the, the great thing about lost kingdoms and swamps is swamps have moving borders. Mm -hmm. So the kingdom that you find in the swamp didn't necessarily start there. That's true. He built that tower and then it sank beneath the, the swamp and he built another one and it sank too. But the third one, the third one stuck. And soon all of this will be yours. <laughs> what, the curtains? Okay. Yeah, enough of that. We talked about, <laughs> we talked about like a lot of progenitor races and all this other stuff. Let's talk a little bit about like ancient tech or ancient magic items, ancient evils, ancient stuff. First off, alien civilizations, maybe a meteorite that crashed and now it's, and now swamps grown over it. Or what if it's, what if there a, were a civilization that already had shallow seas mm -hmm. and experienced global warming and literally turned their planet into a swamp? The whole planet. Sure. Could be Dagobah. Yeah. I'm just saying. Can always be Dagobah. Speaking mm. of ancient civilization. Yeah, that's ancient. That guy, ancient guy he's, right there. He's, he's, his, whole, the he's whole his own ancient civilization. He's his own civilization, folks. Yeah, so that would be kind of fun. Uh, ancient tech would be kind of cool, too, to come across like some kind of technology or magic. The old story of like the, some kind of strange magical idol or relic. Sure. 
I actually love the ancient technology side of things because I love for people to forget exactly what the span, the lifespan of the universe has been so far. Mm -hmm. There are literally civilizations that could have risen, gone to the stars, and fallen in the amount of time that it took us to develop because of our relatively late start, because of how far we are from the start of things. So I'm going to bring up a game that would be perfect for this. First off, Fallout. Sure. It's an RPG now, guys. Matt hasn't played the game, so it doesn't matter. But I'm telling you, this would be great to bring up some of the older tech that still still was around, so planes and stuff like that, sure. helicopters. But also, Hole would be another fun run through the swamp, human-occupied landfill. Oh, yeah. I can totally see the characters in whole coming across like a fighter jet or something ridiculous out of that. And of course, if you guys play riffs or gurps, yeah, I mean, th- th- you could literally throw, throw anything, roll you the dice, ancient technology and ancient magic. Yeah. You can have both in yeah. there. Warhammer is another good example of that as well. Sure. Warhammer has been, you know, the, the timeline and stuff like that, whether it's the Warhammer 40 K yeah, or regular one, right? I mean, they all tie together. So a lot of different options for that. So think about that tech level because you can do you can do that with anything. Giving your players a laser gun. Would be hilarious and awful at the same time. How are they going to recharge it? That, that's a question itself. Exploration games are also lots of fun. And the swamp, much like most terrains, are kind of built for exploration. So that's a pretty easy way to do it. So those are just a couple of examples that we've given you in terms of some ideas to play with. Now, we've come up with some themes. This is an exhaustive list. In fact, it never is. It never is. This is generally done at the last minute. So, we, But we have come up with some that we think are pretty awesome. So let's, let's start us off. First off, the theme of travel. What do we have with that? Well, how do you get from here? There. So you can run a kind of campaign where you're just getting from one point to the other. Yeah. Chases. Yeah, chase scenes are great. And a swamp chase scene. Oh, you've got to have the fan boats, man. Sure. Or some magic equivalent. Can you imagine your players? Like- a decanter of endless water as the motorboat? Sure, that's an option. Also, I was thinking... Uh, the swan boat that calls feather token swan. Oh yeah. And you're on like giant, adorable swan boats while you're having a chase scene through the <laughs> swamp. You know, it'd be hilarious would be, uh, and I'm going to have to do this at some point, some kind of, uh, like bog creature that happens to have, what is it? The, the boat with the poles, the pole rafts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And they're chasing after someone with a fan boat or a swan boat. And it's, it's kind of like a sp- have like a fantasy spoof on the two taxis after him. Yeah. Follow that car. I'm for that. I could, we could totally make that happen too. I think a chase scene on the back of a giant toad would be hilarious as well. Two toads just running through the, <laughs> through the boing, swamp. Yeah. Boing. boing, splash, boing, splash. I can see it. The, uh, the backside of the chase scene, what if you're on the run? Yeah. Got some assailants coming after you. You got to hide. Right into the dread fire swamp. Well, I'm hiding with the alligator barbarians. Of course you are. I'm going to feed them good drinks and good food 
And then when whoever comes to get me comes to get me, they just destroy them for me. Now, we've talked a lot about exploration. Sure. So I don't think we need to go too much into that. You're exploring the swamp. But what if you're on the hunt? So you're on the hunt for a cure. You're on the hunt for a person. So maybe you're bounty hunters. Right. Or you're just hunting food to survive. Reagents. Or reagents. There's so many reasons to go hunting for anything. So what if it's just part of an aquatic world? Like this swamp area is what would, on a normal world, be considered mountains. Oh, that would be cool. So it's the highest point in the land. So if you're on like a water world and a sci-fi thing, you're this is the Himalayas. Yes. And everything else is underwater. Yep. That would be pretty cool. Food for thought. Uh, speaking of worlds, let's talk about the theme of lost worlds. Now, this is not just literal, but also metaphorical here. So if you're lost, there's the concept of fighting to survive. And swamps are great places for environment versus person. Yep. I agree with that. If you're trying to find civilization. Just lost, yeah. yeah. Players are literally lost, and that'd be a fun run, either for a one-shot or as part of a campaign. The whole escaping some kind of horror we mentioned already, like chase scenes and stuff like that, but having a game based on either escape horror or lurking horror or even body horror sure, would be fun. Leeches are creepy. Yeah. I mean, I'm I, honestly, I'm thinking of the movie Slither when I think of a lot of that. Sure. Anaconda. Anaconda would be good, too. Yeah, I would approve of that. At least playing the game for Anaconda, not playing, actually watching the no. Anaconda movie. No. no. Guerrilla warfare. Swamps are great places to set up something like that. Mm -hmm. Or even the concept of guerrilla warfare, whether it's warfare in the boardroom versus warfare, warfare. Right. So the concept of misdirection is a great theme for a campaign that you can kind of take elements of the swamp and add in. Because as you walk through the swamp, you may get lost. You don't know what's going on. Things coming at you from every direction. Take that theme and carry it over. And landmarks can literally float, sink, or move. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if we talked about fighting the elements a bit, let's talk a little bit about maybe the metaphysical qualities of a swamp, that stifling air, the humidity. Think of how that could play with a society campaign. So maybe stifling society. So maybe you are playing in a city and it doesn't actually have a swamp, but maybe it exhibits many of the themes of a swamp, like getting lost in a, in a large city, maybe the stifling heat or even the fact that the civilization is corrupt and it's stifling the characters. Sure. So that would be kind of a fun way to explore aspects of the swamp without actually adding the terrain part of the swamp. Isolationism. Yes. Yeah, yeah that would be also be really good too. Or you could do something like the inverse of that. So something like backwater politics. So it would be based in the swamp, right. but you're in the city in the swamp. Man, where can you find a city in the swamp? I don't know. I bet they serve good drinks, though. I bet they do. They probably even have one named after natural disasters. Nah, or they couldn't be. Couldn't be. Uh, one of the themes you can have is like a, a journey into prehistory. Mm -hmm. Right? The deep swamp is very similar to prehistoric times. Yeah, so that would be fun if you're doing like a prehistoric campaign 
or kind of a uh, devolution style thing. So maybe civilization is resorted back to barbarism, and that would be kind of cool to explore. Also exploring kind of the, depending upon, you know, session zero of this, guys, but exploring the darker aspects of society in general as well. So what is it? People say we're only a, a couple of paychecks away from total anarchy. Three meals. Three meals, is that what it is? Yeah, so maybe the collapse of society would be a fun aspect to explore and how you how your characters would deal with that. And of course, Forgotten Kingdoms, ruins, yeah. trekking through the woods. Now, I think we should also talk about, since since we're getting into lost or forgotten kingdoms, just buried secrets in general. So things that are lost and found. Yep. That's one thing you could add for something like a buried secret style campaign. Buried truths. Oh, that would be cool. And that would be, ex- and you don't even have to base it in a swamp then. It would just be the concept of buried truths or tech or magic or information in general. You could have like a spy campaign, for example. Disposing of ancient artifacts. Yeah, toss that shit into a bog, man. Or bodies. Bodies. Yeah, I mean, I mean gators got to eat. Yep, that's what the alligators are for. <laughs> Finding a cure or a plague. And to me, I love the concept of a place that is so rife with disease providing the cure to diseases. And of course, in the game, you would have to get assaulted by all of the plagues and diseases and poisons and such to get the cure. Sure. I mean, that seems only fitting to me. It's only fair. Only fair. Magic and nature. That's an easy theme to play a campaign based off of for the swamp. So mysticism, we talked about like healing the body and cures found in the swamp, but you also got that necromancy and decay in the swamp. Yeah. So powers of corruption, those are fun to play with the powers of plants or swamp or nature stuff. Sure. Like you said, uh, disease, we mentioned that decay and rot cycle of life, basically just in general. Yeah. So the whole cycle biodiversity is a cool concept to consider in a campaign, which you don't see much of. It would be interesting. I I could see, especially like an Eberron campaign that takes place. Um, oh, where is it that the um, half orcs house lives? What I can't remember that. House Thrask, the Shadow Marshes. Yeah, the Shadow Marsh. Okay, so I could see a can't good on, good on you for dredging that up. By the way, I could see a campaign in the Shadow Marshes where they're where they're hired to conserve something. Sure. I mean, you've got because, the gatekeepers up there. Well, and they're and they're finding dragon shards in there all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. So maybe the search for dragon shards is messing up the local ecology and the druids that run the Shadow Marshes are getting pissed. That would be a fun campaign to do. And you'd feel good about it too. You get to kill a bunch of bad guys that are screwing up the swamp. Sure. And you can't go back to civilization. Might as well get on the good side of the druids. Yeah. You start, you know, burning down the houses, uh, mining goals you might not want to cast fireball but i just meant figuratively not oh, specifically literally. i got gotcha. you okay yeah so that might be kind of a fun oh, thing yeah. to explore we talked a bit about magic wild sorcery witchcraft patrons of the hags all that type of stuff is fun but i like what's next which is the magic of earth and water or ooze like some kind of interesting swamp based elemental campaign would be fun mud yeah like I could see a mud powers campaign would be kind of neat. Yeah. And silt. Mm-hmm. The, you know, obviously we're in the swamp. 
A lot of nature. Fae. Sure. And, you know, obviously it parts of the swamp might make good crossover points. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. And then you've got to have ghosts and superstitions. Mm -hmm. So even just adding the concept of superstition into a campaign would be really fun. Some kind of that kind of that, that distilled horror. Well, one of the things I think is funny is in a lot of fantasy, superstition gets lost because fantastic elements are real. I don't think that people wouldn't develop superstitions just because they know other things are real. That makes sense. I feel like superstition gets lost a lot because of the fantasy element of fantasy. And this is something that you can add to your campaign to add, I want to say add a little bit more realism to it, which is funny. But, but you can certainly add more flavor. Yeah, but it definitely adds some thematics. Finally, we come to the concept of time and space. The swamp is a timeless place. Yeah, it, or a land out of time even. Yeah. Which is a fun concept to explore. I'm not saying you can you have to throw them into Ravenloft, guys, but you can totally throw them into Ravenloft. That would be a great... I was when mentioning the, that it's a great place for a crossover to the Feywild. That was what I was hinting at there, but it also would be a great entrance into Ravenloft. Or the Plane of Shadow, or the Hedge, if you're playing... Sure. A White Wolf campaign. I mean, anything, really. It's just a place where the veil is thin. Where there's a bunch of insect shamans just coming in, ready to just stab you in the gut. Oh, my God. Can you imagine just like a swarm of mosquito shaman? Yes, I could. That would be terrible. I mean, awesome, Your Decker's just fucked. (laughs) What am I going to do? I can't hack this shit. (laughs) That's what the drones are for, man. Get on it. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, they kind of combined Deckers oh, and, they and Riggers. Riggers and Deckers, yeah, they did that. But that's a good point. Uh, yeah, uh, displacement is another cool theme. So just things that are missing, things out of time, as we mentioned. And just the weird. Yeah. Weird locales, weird themes, eerie body horror, timeless horror, all those kind of Cthulhu-esque type stuff that would be fun for a campaign. I agree. So now that we've discussed some themes... Let's talk about some story options. And we've got a couple. No, once again, not an exhaustive list, but definitely good enough for this episode. What do we got, Matt? Regardless of your genre, mm-hmm. swamps offer natural resources that may be hard to come by elsewhere. So in a science fiction game or a steampunk game, maybe you've got uh, factories that are collecting marsh gas as a source of power. Or oil or methane. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would that would be a really easy way to start something. I like this one. Every 50 years, the mists at the edge of the swamp creep into town. When the mists retreat the next day, people and some buildings go missing. That is a great segue into Ravenloft, obviously. Or or even just any campaign, really. The players are hunted and have to take a shortcut through the swamp. Having discussed all that they're going to have to deal with, it may or may not be a shortcut, but that may be the option that's available to them. Yep. A mysterious beast hunts the bogs at night. That's an easy one. Sure. Could be a bog beast, or it could just be some 
person with a lizard head. Could be. Could be an ankylosaur. It could be an ankylosaur. Except they're not really stalking anything. They just eat grass. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I was stalking this berry bush over here. <laughs> so hungry for my veggies. You got weird lights can be seen in the distance, but no matter how fast the characters move, they never seem to catch up to them. And they only lead further into the wet labyrinth. Into the hedge where the goblins will make you a deal you can't refuse before the fae tear your mind asunder. I sure. really want to play a, I want to play a, a White Wolf game now. I really do. I, want to, I haven't played Changeling in a long time. It'd be fun. A rare plant grows within the swamp that can cure someone or poison someone or end hunger or end your hangover. Right. Just any- in, Yeah. Does something. It, it's it's the MacGuffin, guys. It's the cure to something. Yeah. And if it's a poison, then it's the cure to stupidity. Uh, we've got the swamp is encroaching on a town and slowly sinking it. You better build that that fourth tower. Yeah. I mean, just uh, just ask Venice how that's working out. Yeah. Uh, the idea of swamps as a prison. Sure. You. Literally build a giant fence around a swamp and then just chuck people over the wall. They slowly sink below the waves. Hidden labs and bases we talked about. Those are also great stuff. There's a hag in the swamp that's making trades. Got an offer you can't refuse, man. Giant trees. So, or the avatar of a giant tree, which is really kind of cool. Or even Avatar, the movie. Portals. We discussed that. We. Mm-hmm. We kind of touched on that both to the plane of ooze or Fey or Ravenloft or anything that makes sense, really. Search for rare components could lead to all sorts of crazy things like factories we mentioned, poisoning the swamp. That is a wonderful ratkin one shot. Oh, that would be kind of fun. I could see that. Just what are the what are the where crocodiles? The Macaulay. Macaulay? Mm-hmm. That'd be a fun Macaulay run too. Sure. Get a bunch of Ratkin and Macaulay together. That's a odd combination. That would but be it an would be awesome dope. combination. <laughs> All right, let's load up our gear. We're about to take this factory down. That'd be cool. And the, the Macaulay are like, we are our gear. Yeah. And then turn into dinosaurs, because that's what they do. That's right. Specific time and place, magical events. Sure. So at some point in the setting, you might have something going on in the swamp. Or some kind of ruins rises from the deep and is buried once again. The Jedi Temple opens up. Anything. The ghost of Yoda appears. Mm. And finally. Yeah. Draining the swamp has uncovered something that must be explored or dealt with. Or the pool itself is disposing things and has started to spit things out perfectly preserved. Imagine a place where, you know, culturally, this bottomless pool is how you've gotten rid of things. Now, you know that people would be using that for nefarious purposes as well as just utilitarian purposes. And if it starts randomly splitting stuff out. People are going to start getting nervous. Yeah, because you you may have a mystery on your hands or you find a body. Yep. All kinds of stuff. So there you have it. A little bit of introspection into the world of the swamp, some fun story options, creatures, and so forth for you to spend a little time to craft your game a little bit better for thematics and honestly for fun. 100%.
I think swamps are also, we didn't cover it, but it's just a short point. Swamps are a great way to work on your descriptions. Yes, because there's a lot of different things going on. Yes. Because it's not just land and water. You're not just on the ocean. You've got wet types of boggish type things. You've got holes here. You've got creepy crawlies there. You've Spongy, not quite land masses and just all sorts of stuff. Break out your thesaurus and go to town. Sure. I I mean, source is the way to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Did we miss something or there's something you would like to add that maybe escaped our notice? Write to us, info at goblinscorner.com or you can reach me, eric at goblinscorner.com or me, matt at goblinscorner.com. We're on all the things. We have a Twitch. We have a Pinterest. We have a Twitter. We have a YouTube all of which is Goblin's Corner. We also have an Instagram, which is The Goblin's Corner. Hopefully you enjoyed this show. If you did, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite player of choice on YouTube or Twitch. We're pretty much everywhere. We're on all the things. We're yep. literally on all the damn things. Yep. And, you know, if you liked us, give us uh, the, the five stars, drop a review. It gives us warm and fuzzies, plus it helps boost the signal for other people to discover us. Yeah, let's, it shows up on the algorithm. People can go, oh, look, there's that strange show called The Goblin's Corner. Yep. It's fun. And, you know, if you happen to be starting to watch on YouTube, do the, the like, subscribe, ring the bell, all the YouTube shit. Yeah, hit us up. We'll give you a sticker. It'd be nice. That's all the time we have for today. Once again, my name is Eric. And I'm Matt. We'll see you next time. Good night. The Goblin's Corner has been written and produced by Eric Holden and Matt Stamos. Music by D20. This is a subterranean production.